Americans lost a billion dollars to romance scammers last year. New Zealand plays Barry Manilow's music to repel protesters. And the Queen is launching a royal ketchup. These are the weird stories for Monday, Valentine's Day. This is Weird AF News. Happy Valentine's Day. I have three weird news segments from around the world as usual. Weird AF News is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Come on, let's have some fun. Americans lost a billion dollars to romance scammers last year. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I hope you're not being scammed by a romance scammer right now. It says 24,000 Americans lost a reported $1 billion to romance scammers during 2021. This is what the FBI has estimated. I'm sure the number's a lot larger than that, but people are too embarrassed to admit it. So let's say it's 50,000 Americans probably lost a billion and a half dollars to romance scammers. So sad. Uh, They said 2021 was actually the most lucrative year for romance scammers ever in history, with scam artists particularly luring their victims into sending cryptocurrency. Oh, boy. I just love you so much, Martha. Oh, I don't have eyes for anybody else. If you could give me your crypto wallet password, that'd be pretty helpful. I want to get you some flowers. Yeah, flowers. (laughs) Now, it says about a quarter of all romance scam losses... We're paid in cryptocurrency with the average crypto loss of $10,000 per romance scam. It says here that uh, a growing number of scammers have tricked victims with fake, to- fake cryptocurrency investment advice. Uh, reports of romance scams have increased for every age group overall. The increase was greatest for people ages 18 to 29, though people in that group reported only a loss average of 750 compared to average scam loss for people 70 and up. Uh, That group reported losses the greatest. They typically target people of advanced age, I've noticed, in these sorts of scams. Um, I'm actually surprised to learn that so many people over 70 own crypto. That's pretty eye-opening. Now, of all the romance scams, the greatest number is the gift card scam. Uh, 28% of all scams last year were gift card scams. Uh, you guys know this one where you, someone tells you that you have to go to Walgreens and buy a bunch of gift cards and send them to them or give them the numbers over the thing. I, I don't know how it works exactly, but this seems to be a very popular method. Uh, it says here, many people targeted by romance scammers are initially contacted on dating apps. But more than a third of last year's victims told the FTC they were first contacted on Facebook or Instagram. So, yeah, you gotta you gotta watch out. The precipitous increase in online romance scams has coincided with a pandemic-driven increase in social isolation and a reliance on technology to meet social needs. Tinder users sent twenty percent more messages per day compared to the previous year, and conversation length grew about thirty-two percent over the pre-pandemic levels. Romance scammers create fake online profiles using photos, swipes from the web, often creating identities with built-in excuses for not being available to meet in person or to have a conversation over the phone. Once a scammer has gained the trust of their victim, they may request money to help resolve some sort of made-up crisis, such as paying for medical treatment for a sick child or resolving processing fees to release funds that would otherwise be in jeopardy or for a boob job or ass implants. To guard against these scams, the FBI said anyone looking to start a romantic relationship online should, quote, go slowly, ask lots of questions, 
Consider researching the other person's photos to see if they have been used elsewhere and avoid sending any money, cryptocurrency, or gift cards before meeting in person. Uh, yeah, you would seem, you would assume that this would be common sense, but common sense is not so common, unfortunately. Now, I can say from personal experience, because I have been targeted by these sorts of crypto romance scammers on a dating app before, it's kind of easy to suss them out. They're not that bright. Uh, just ask a few questions. And a big red flag, they'll ask you, they'll start talking about investments way too early in the romance conversation. That's a clue. <laughs> in New Zealand, they're playing very loud Barry Manilow music in order to flush out anti-vaccine protesters. Some countries might send in a riot squad to disperse trespassing protesters, but in New Zealand, authorities have tried something else. Sprinklers and Barry Manilow's music. Initial moves to try and flush out several hundred protesters who have been camped on the grassy grounds of Parliament since Tuesday had little effect. The protesters who have been voicing their opposition to vaccine mandates responded to the soaking from the sprinklers by digging trenches and installing makeshift drain pipes in order to divert the water. When a downpour hit on Saturday, their numbers only grew. Protesters brought in bales of straw, which they scattered on the sodden grounds at Parliament. Some shouted, others danced, and one group performed an indigenous Maori haka. By evening, Parliament Speaker Trevor Mallard had come up with a new plan to make the protesters extremely uncomfortable. This was his plan. Using a sound system to blast out decades-old Barry Manilow songs. <laughs> Pretty annoying, right? And if that wasn't annoying enough, he decided, you know what? In addition to Barry Manilow songs, I'm going to add that 1990s hit Macarena in there. We're going to play that on a loop as well. Protesters responded by playing their own tunes, including Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. <laughs> They're just having a, <laughs> a war of loudspeakers at this point. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man, I would have loved to have been in this parliament meeting when they decided on what artists that they would play to annoy the protesters. How did they settle on Barry Manilow? There's so many other more annoying artists. You could have played any country artist, and right away, that's more annoying, I'd say. Right? I'm still bashing country music, guys. I know some of you have sent me songs to convert me. It's really not working. I still don't get the appeal. Now, I once covered a story where there was a park that was trying to remove some of the... Uh, hoodlums that were sleeping in the park and they were playing that song baby shark on a loop that is very annoying very effective choice barry manilow i don't know i can't smile without you that's a lovely song i even like mandy ah oh, shit i'm not gonna lie i like copacabana as well that's a good little dance track yeah even now very sad song one of the saddest songs ever written i think that might make the protesters just cry themselves into a a, a worse flood that they're already involved in. Um, Macarena, though, good choice. I think that's a good choice by Parliament. That's a s superior, annoying song, for sure. I find it awfully strange that they chose music. Uh, can't you just blast some annoying sound? Like, there's some piercing sound weaponry out there, from my understanding, that you could just blast at people and they just will, they'll disperse they'll, without you having to touch them at all. Um, the police are trying to take a more hands-off approach, it seems. They arrested 122 people during the week, charged them with trespassing and obstruction. Uh, 
this is a nightmare situation all over the world where you got, I mean, people don't want to be told what to do. It's just, it's, I can understand it. I know ordinarily I conform to the best of my ability, but I can understand people not wanting to. And then uh, protesting. Cause that's, that's the way you do it. You, you pro you, nonviolent protest is the way is the proper way to do it. In my opinion, I feel bad for Barry Manilow. Of course. I mean, this, how, does, how do you think he feels knowing that his music was chosen? Yeah, they could have chose anything. And they're like, what is a very undesirable sound that we could we could project? And they're like, how about that Barry Manilow jerk? Yeah, his stuff is terrible. I mean, poor Barry Manilow, 76 years old, just trying to live his life. He's got some sort of disease. I feel bad for this guy. His music is the... It's got to be chosen for this. Mm. I mean, the guy's an actual musician, writes music. Eddie Murphy had an album in the 80s. You know how bad this thing is? This is a piece of crap. You could play that album on a loop. That's more appropriate, in my opinion. Do you guys have a an opinion on this? Do you th- <laughs> what artist do you find to be the most annoying that if played on a loop, you would leave the barbecue or the protest, wherever you happen to be? Yay! The Queen of England is launching a royal ketchup. Your fridge is about to get a royal upgrade because the queen is releasing her very own line of condiments. Ooh, splendid and brilliant. Brilliant condiments. What is that the name of the brand? Brilliant condiments? I'll bet it is. They just love that brilliant word. The saucy line of condiments includes ketchup, uh, steak sauce, and it is produced at the queen's estate in Sangringham, Norfolk. That's right. Your ketchup can now be served right from your majesty. The ketchup is made with dates, apple juice, and spices, according to the report here. Ideal for breakfast or any time of day. Yes, this means you can and you should put this on all of your meals to feel just like royalty. This is what it says. If you guys want to feel like royalty, apparently ketchup, that's the way to do it. The queen's got a brown sauce. It's called, yeah, the queen's got a brown sauce, all right. It's in her diapers. <laughs> hey! Uh... I don't know if she wears diapers. She looks like she wears diapers. The queen's brown sauce is, quote, packed with vinegar and spices. For an American comparison, brown sauce is similar to sauce, making it suitable to pair with a steak, for instance, or put it on your French fries. Um, seems very weird to me that the queen would be launching a condiment line. I mean, she doesn't even need the money at this point, right? She don't need money. She's like, ah. She just has an obsession with condiments. Condiments and booze. That's what the queen is all about. Have you guys uh, familiarized yourself with how much this woman drinks per day? It's outrageous. It's unbelievable. I think she has like three martinis for breakfast. It's really crazy. Americans may just have to hold on for a little longer. Oh, no, we can't get it over here. According to this article, the condiments only are available at the Sandringham Royal Estate in England. You have to go there to get get them. Yeah, okay. Uh, I hate to break the news to you, Queenie, but uh, I don't think a lot of people are going to be driving up to your front door to buy your condiments. It says here, hopefully soon the sauces are expected to be sold on the estate's online shop. Online. You don't even have them available on your online shop. Are you okay? (laughs) This lady knows nothing about commerce. Now, if you do want these condiments, you want to eat like the queen does, you're going to have to pay to eat like her. These sauces are far from your typical $3 Heinz ketchup bottles. In fact, the condiments are coming closer to $10. That doesn't even include tax. Yikes. I'm not paying 10 bucks for ketchup, I have to tell you. 
I'm just not. I don't care if it's royal or not. I'm not paying any. I'm not paying more than four dollars for a bottle of ketchup. I'm just. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'll get my ketchup at the dollar store. How about that? I got no problem with dollar store ketchup. It's just as good as the Queen's ketchup. I'm betting. Says here, as many of us are probably wondering, why is the Queen launching a line of condiments? Yeah, I'm wondering that as well. While it may seem a bit weird, apparently the Queen is a big fan of burgers, which may have led to this creation. Thanks to the former royal chef Darren McGrady, we know the Queen eats her burgers without a bun. So adding a little flavor is a must. Oh, she eats them without a bun? I'm riveted. Also, we should probably thank Netflix and The Crown for making us obsessed with the Queen's life because we know from the television show that she did love gardening and growing her own ingredients. So this shouldn't be all that shocking. I've never watched The Crown because I have no interest in that, any of that. The royal family, that seems... I'd rather watch somebody slowly jab a pencil into my throat. This isn't the first time, apparently, that the royals stepped into food and beverage... In 2020, Buckingham Palace launched its very own gin, with many of the ingredients coming straight from the backyard of Queen Elizabeth's London home. The Queen is remarkable, it says. She's remarkable. Yeah, she's so remarkable. And if creating condiments is something she wants to do, then we stand behind it. Who's saying that? There's no, no one's, this quote isn't attributed to anybody. The Queen is remarkable. She, she makes her own gin. (laughs) Well, she should do something. What else? What does she do? This lady just travel around and have people kiss her finger. Like, what does she do? Would somebody please tell me what she does? She just drink gin and eat bunless burgers all day. This she's definitely got gout. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I wish I was a queen. I, I mean, I would just I would just light off fireworks and smoke weed and play wiffle ball all day. That's what I would do. Anyways, if you happen to know the Queen personally, just call me up, 646-450-2012. Let me know how, like, what her day's like. and uh, Tell her to listen to Weird AF News. Give it a chance. I know I said she wears diapers in the story, but I mean, maybe she can find some forgiveness in her heart for me. Maybe she can send me some free brown sauce. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> hey, congratulations. You made it to the outro. That means you win. You win. You get to hear me talk some more. <laughs> just kidding. That's probably a loss. Hey, also, happy Valentine's Day to you. I want you to know I love you. I love you. You're my Valentine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> Anyways, I hope you're having a lovely Valentine's Day. It's a great time. Uh, hope you're having a lovely romantic uh, evening with a with, the, with your special partner, your, pe- your special somebody. Maybe it's your dog. I don't know. I don't know what you're into. But uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. And I uh, also want to give a shout out to the Rams for winning the Super Bowl. That was pretty cool. I was pulling for the Bengals, but... Above and beyond anything, I just wanted a close, entertaining game, and that's what I got, so I'm pretty happy about that. And uh, I enjoyed the halftime show as well. I think going forward, we need to have the halftime shows be multiple artists every time, because it's just much better when you have a bunch of people on it. Five, six people. Shoot, have ten people. What do I care? Make it like a miniature music festival of sorts. I think that's the best way to do it. It was very cool. I don't know. What did you think? Did you like it? Call the show. 646-450-2012. Tell me all the money you won with your Super Bowl squares or or with your um, daily fantasy play. Um, I didn't win anything. That's okay, though. I had a great day of uh, drinking and eating. And, uh, yeah, we were up very late, very late. It's been a late night. You can hear it in my voice. It's been very late, can't you? Yes, you can. I need to give thanks and praise to some people who are very 
near and dear to me, like Diamond Lewis from DC, who just joined the Patreon. Me and Diamond have been emailing for for a while. She's a OG show fan, OG fan of the show, and uh, now she's joining the Patreon, which is like ultimate an ultimate show of gratitude. And uh, I appreciate that so much. Thank you, Diamond Lewis. Also, thank you, Summer Cummings. Summer Cummings also joined the Patreon, um, and I appreciate that so much. Uh, please enjoy the extra content that's in the Patreon, Summer and Diamond. You sound like superheroes, <laughs> Summer and Diamond. Please enjoy the extra content in the Patreon. Um, and, you know, and you also get that nice feeling that you're supporting a daily weird podcast recorded in a, in a closet by a, a broke-ass comedian. It's just a great feeling, isn't it? I'd imagine it. it is. <laughs> Uh, also got someone bought me coffee which is super cool Sharon and David bought me some coffee and they left me a little note happy Valentine's Day Jonesy we love the show oh man I love you guys Sharon and David Roth appreciate you aren't you guys patrons as well I do believe there's a David Roth on my wall Um, oh yes there is David Roth is on the wall so yeah yeah, in addition to that you're buying me coffees on Valentine's Day I mean unbelievable it's like the best Valentine's Day gift ever five coffees you're all wondering how do you buy Jonesy coffee oh I'm glad you asked I'm glad you asked it's pretty easy just go to weirdafnews.com click on the buy buy Jonesy a coffee banner it's right next to the Patreon banner you could join the Patreon as well these are ways to support the show go to weirdafnews.com do it man do it Um, or don't or don't just have a lovely Valentine's Day that's really all I want you to do is to have a great Valentine's Day and um, I want you to know how much I love you and thank you for being my my audience and my Valentine today. Appreciate that. All right, we'll talk to you soon, guys, like like tomorrow. <laughs> Hi, I'm a man's king, and uh, I've been watching your show for a while now, since about 2018, and I'm such a big fan. Bye, weirdos. Hi, Jensi. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And I was calling, well, first of all, happy Valentine's Day to you and all the weirdos out there. And the leaf-blowing feud that led to a woman stabbing her neighbors, I can understand being upset about leaf-blowers. They're so loud. And then the chainsaws when they're cutting trees down and stuff, but... You know when they're doing it, and you know who's doing it. So to even assume, just assume that they did that, and then go after them? I mean, you have to be sure. I mean, <laughs> you got to know that they did it first. You don't assume anything. Because as my parents said, when you assume, you make an ass of you and me. So they need to keep that in mind and not stab anybody. And two, that was the stupidest ending to the Super Bowl that I have ever seen. Because I heard you say on Friday's show, go Bengals. Well, that's the way I felt, everybody in my family, and at work. They call no penalties the whole game, even flagrant ones. And then in the last minute... They call four penalties in a row on the Bengals. Really? Made up stuff. Now, one of them was the hold. That was obvious. The others, give me a break. So 
So you should have, they should have known in Los Angeles that they wouldn't win because Tampa Bay won last year and it was in Tampa. So go figure. But anyway, I'm over football right now. I'm on to baseball if they ever play. So anyway, have a happy Valentine's Day and all you weirdos. Love y'all. Bye. Hey, Jonesy, it's Luna from Texas, and um, I got my friend to listen to this podcast. She can't listen to it any other way but with me, but I've gotten her listening to it. So if her parents ever let her listen to podcasts, then she'll probably become a listener of your podcast. And I am going to start having her listen to the episodes with me on the bus every morning, even though I don't normally listen to them on the bus, but oh well. So, um, wait, what else was I, I was going to say? Hold on a second. I'm going to say something. Oh, good. Well, I just forgot. Oh, right, 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 right. I remember now. Um, the episode that, the first episode that she listened to, the one that I showed her, like, Friday, like, this last Friday, Okay, was the one, you know, the pillow fighting one, the one that had the pillow fighting episode, and you were talking about how it started in Florida, and you talked about how Florida would be more appropriate with hitting each other with dead alligator carcasses or, or bags of mess or something. Yeah, her and I ended up dying. So, yeah, anyways, um, thank you for being here. Thank you for being yourself, and Josie and everyone else who listens to this podcast, happy Valentine's Day! Good luck with your life, man! Hey, Josie, this is Skeeter from Florida, and uh, on Friday's Weird News podcast, you said on Florida Fridays at the end of the show, you had a caller, and this caller says he knows the reason why the Hulk is green and not gray. Well, he says that it's because they couldn't get uh, they couldn't get gray on that paper, and that's why the Hulk is green. And I got one word for you on that: fake news. That's right, fake news. This guy says he doesn't listen to your podcast sometimes because he blames it on the rain. Oh, this guy, he can't even be trusted to listen to your podcast on a regular basis. How are you going to listen to anything he says? I mean, I hate to shame another fellow weirdo, but uh, especially on national TV like this, uh, you're going to say something like that, you can't be believed. This guy, he everybody knows that Sam Lee is a certified scientific genius. You're going to tell me he can't put green ink on a piece of paper or gray ink if that's the case? The Hulk is green because of gamma rays. Everybody knows that. He got irritated with gamma rays, and that's why. I mean, I ain't no comic book nerd, but everybody knows that if you get zapped with gamma rays, you're going to turn green. That's just natural fact. And, again, I ain't no nerd. Don't try to put that on me. But MUC, that's Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anybody who follows that stuff knows that's the reason for that. So, I don't mean to embarrass this guy, as I said, but if you don't like what I'm saying, he can meet me in the parking lot behind the Genesee Theater in Waukegan, Illinois, on Friday, February 25th, 
and I will meet him. He'll find me with a red bandana on my head, a buckskin leather jacket with fringe on arms, and I'll be wearing my Leonard Skinner Confederate flag T-shirt if he wants to take me on. And I, I'm five foot four, but I am a wildcat, I'll tell you. And we can go with either snake knives or broken beer bottles or nunchucks or brass knuckles or bare knuckles, and I will take him on. Now, I don't, I'm not, I don't mean to fight, but if you don't like what I'm saying, he's just going to have to admit the truth that Stan Lee can do what he wants to because he's a natural genius. So that's the case in this thing, and he's just going to have to admit it. And if you don't like to admit what he's saying, then I got two words for him. Bullshit is what he's saying. All right? Okay. So, no. No. I told you before I ain't talking to your cousin. That Becky Sue is a whore, and I'm talking to Jonesy. I got to talk to him when you're not here because you talk too much in the background. I'm talking to the weird as France podcast because I'm getting to be a regular on Jonesy's show and getting myself famous. I'm fixed.